Hi everyone, this is Christiane Brock, and I am grateful to be your host today and every day. Join me here on the Less Stressed Vet Podcast. This is where I'll be sharing tools to create a more sustainable career, where we can excel as veterinary care workers without sacrificing our health, happiness, and well-being to rediscover your passion inside and outside of vet med. Let's get to it. Hi, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Less Stress Vet Podcast. And this is the beginning of a series that I would like to call the self-care series. The phrase or you know, words, self-care, is a hot topic right now within the veterinary industry. So mental health awareness has become more um, in the forefront in discussion amongst veterinary professionals, and rightfully so. And I believe the more information that we can get out to the veterinary community, the more people will advocate for themselves and the more people will make changes so that they can have sustainable careers in the veterinary field. I imagine the veterinary field kind of like a colander, okay? And so right now, those holes in the colander are so wide and big that we are losing veterinary care professionals, and I'm talking about everyone, veterinarians, customer service reps, veterinary technicians, veterinary assistants. We are leaking so many veterinary professionals out the bottom of the colander faster than we can supply them out, you know, through the top. And this is a systemic problem. We need to look at this. I am definitely an advocate for having the veterinary industry change as far as work requirements around benefits, around fair compensation, around, you know, basically people having normal breaks, normal vacation, ways that they can, you know, have support from their employers regarding their self-care. This will take time. This is a big undertaking. So right now, the self-care series is more focused around us doing what we can within our power every day to better ourselves so that we can create sustainable careers as well as provide the best patient care that we can and being as present and energetic team members as we can. So let's take a step back. I am a veterinary care professional that has been in the field for almost 15 years. It, 15 years as a veterinarian, I should say. I have been in the field since I was 16 years old. So I have spent more time within the veterinary care field alive than not in the veterinary care field. It's crazy to me. And when I look back, you know, I definitely see periods where I was kind of more uh, engaged and more excited about work. 
um, less anxious, less down about my job. And one of the ways that I created a more sustainable, positive outlook in my experience is self-care as far as nutrition and fitness. So much so that I'm also becoming a personal trainer and getting a certification in nutrition. All that just to say that I want to be able to support my colleagues, my coworkers, my friends that work so hard in this field, okay? You are what you eat. I have been a product of that saying, I have experienced that throughout my career. And one thing that I keep coming back to is a mantra. Food is fuel. It truly is. It really, really is. And through, you know, about the last two years of working with a coach, working with my nutrition, setting up um, mindfulness around what I've been putting in my body and how it affects my function day in and day out has really helped me. I challenge you to really look at this, okay? And I'm not saying you have to go on a crash diet. That is not sustainable. I'm not saying that you have to eat or subscribe to you know, a specific dietary plan. Um, you'll hear people talk about being keto and vegan and plant-based and carnivore. And there's so many kind of fad diets out there. My focus today is to introduce the idea that whatever you're putting into your body affects the way you function day in and day out. And no matter what kind of eating pattern you subscribe to, I'm hoping that you get some sort of uh, golden nugget from this talk, okay? So researchers have been looking at the microbiome. And what that is, is if you are not familiar, is from your mouth all the way to your anus, okay? It's a long tube, basically if we simplify the gastrointestinal tract, right? And different areas of your gastrointestinal tract, you have breakdown of food products. And inside of this long tube, you have a population of bacteria that basically have created a symbiotic relationship with you. And maybe it's not 100% symbiotic if you, do, if you are experiencing gastrointestinal problems, but researchers say that there are more bacteria cells in your gut than you have human cells. And that's pretty sci-fi, man. I, I learned that, that you have more bacterial cells in your body than you have human cells. And to me, that's, that's just mind boggling, okay? And what we are learning about this population is that if you have quote unquote healthy bacteria or more symbiotic bacteria, this affects your immunity. It affects the, what we call 
the brain-gut axis. So while it was originally thought that some people got tired after eating, we thought this was primarily due to most of the blood flow shifting to the gastrointestinal tract and participating in the rest and digest phase. What we are learning is that some of the products of digestion can actually cross the blood-brain barrier and create inflammation. And there are certain strains of bacteria that might be participating in this. So this is all researched heavily, guys. And the more I learn about the microbiome and how it affects our world and our function, the more I lean into the idea that food is fuel, okay? So for those of you who are eating because of stress and emotion, just know I am right there with you. I still struggle with this to this day, okay? And meal planning is essential to becoming as productive of a team member in the veterinary care field. It is essential to your health and it is essential to your brain function, okay? When you skip meals, you can affect your gut microflora to the point where you are underfeeding your gut microflora and that can affect your brain function too. Now, if you are a person that's grabbing grape soda and flaming hot Cheetos for a snack on the fly in between the caring for your patients, think about the nutritional value in what you're eating. And think about the types of dog food that are bottom shelf that, you know, have an expiration date of like 10 plus years. Um, and that are not nutritionally complete. They're like not AFCO certified, right? And think about the conversations that you have with your clients about those foods, right? Like your dog can survive on these, but they're not thriving and they're not gonna have good health. And the same applies to us. So think about when you are eating food products and not whole foods that you are probably missing essential micronutrients and macronutrients in your diet. So I'm talking about vitamins, minerals, hormone precursors. Like we can get super scientific about all these things, but when you boil it down, if you are eating a nutri like a nutrient deficient diet, you can't function at your best. And if you are experiencing brain fog, tiredness, lethargy, where you are constantly grabbing for the caffeine throughout your workday and looking for sugary, salty snacks to give you a little bit of a boost. This is signaling from your body that you need more good nutrition, but you're just giving your body hacks and like quick fixes to keep it moving along. And this may not be in your best interest long-term. I would also caution you against, you know, grabbing the caffeine over and over and over. 
I am a caffeine drinker. I love coffee. I love tea. I participate in all of that. And I'm not one to, to basically say, hey, you need to get rid of this in your life in order to be a functioning, um, a functioning adult and um, a person that can give their all to their, their work, okay? I, I make the joke that I am only a veterinarian because caffeine gave me the power to do so. Um, and I just want to remind you guys, if you didn't know, the half-life of caffeine is 8 to 12 hours. And so if you have a cup of coffee at, like, let's say 10 a.m., and let's say it's a really big coffee from Starbucks, half of that caffeine is still in your bloodstream at 10 p.m. So we know that caffeine actually blocks adenosine, um, which is responsible for triggering sleep. And if adenosine is not allowed to rise in your bloodstream to adequate amounts, you're going to have trouble sleeping, okay? And the way I like to think about this is that you are constantly borrowing time from your next day. So the way I kind of hack this is I consume all my caffeine before 8 a.m. because I want most of that caffeine out of my system by 8 p.m. And I, you know, I realize that I still have caffeine in my system. Um, by the time that I go to sleep, but I want the majority of it out. And this has helped my sleep cycles tremendously. I also want to give you a couple of ideas about healthy eating, okay? And so this podcast today is to give you some quick ways to start incorporating into your life to figure out how to eat better, how to have less brain fog, and one of the things that you can do to better your microbiome or basically promote healthy gut bacteria is to increase the amount of fiber you take in each day, okay? The daily value of recommended fiber is 25 grams per day. And most people don't get half of that. And most people are fixated on counting carbohydrates and counting um, how many you know grams of protein they get every day but fiber is one of those things that basically gets left off the table and no one talks about it and fiber actually is really essential for your health because it does help with satiation it helps you feel full and it actually helps promote weight loss it actually stabilizes blood sugar long-term. We know this. We know this from prescribing like IDWD to our patients, okay? Um, it also reduces cholesterol and it helps lower the risk for, um, you know, uh, heart disease, mainly because it helps reduce cholesterol, right? It helps support the health of our vessels. Um, it stabilizes blood sugar. So, you know, as I already mentioned, and that's going to help prevent diabetes. And then it also helps promote the good health bacteria that we want. And so what I want you to start doing is a couple of things. You're going to have homework and I want you to take certain, 
certain lessons from this short podcast, okay? This is going to be a little bit longer than our normal 15 minutes, but I want you to start tracking what you're eating. And this can be just a super brief, like little notepad. You're just going to jot what you eat in a week. And, you know, keep in mind when you start tracking, you're going to eat healthier um, and avoid kind of the mindless snacking. And that's, that's part of, um, that's just part of human nature. When you become more mindful about what you're doing, you actually have to track. So in that essence, you're really going to eat a bit better. Um, but if you start really kind of looking at what you're eating and then logging from a scale of one to 10, 10 saying that you have a lot of energy, gusto, like you can take on the day and one being super sluggish, like I need my caffeine, I can't think, I'm so tired, I just want to go back to bed. Um, I want you to log your energy in the morning when you wake up after lunch, like maybe an hour after lunch, and then in the evening after dinner. And then this is going to kind of set you up for noticing kind of patterns in your eating and how it's affecting your energy. And then as a side note, if you are a caffeine drinker, know this, if you start curbing the kind of like restricting the time that you start or you stop consuming caffeine, notice how well you're sleeping. Um, that's just extra credit. Okay. Now I'm going to be super honest. I am, I eat plant-based. Um, I eat as close to kind of whole foods as I can just because of some health issues that I've had in the past. Um, and my argument for eating this way uh, is because there's a lot of documented research to kind of support it. And this is what works for me. It may not work for you, um, but I'm here to kind of guide you and to help promote increasing fiber intake. Okay. So there are two doctors that I want you to check out if you have time. Uh, Dr. Amy Shaw wrote a book on, um, she's a clinician that experienced burnout and she's actually double boarded. She graduated from Cornell. She's the real deal. She knows what she's talking about. She specializes in food allergies, hormones, and gut health. And I found her book to be extremely motivating and uh, the information in there is really good. She focuses her book around women's health. Uh, men, you can still get benefit from reading this book. I feel like this kind of just reinforced the way I ate. Um, as well as Dr. Let me see, let me pull him up real fast guys. And so doc, I, I'm going to butcher his name, honestly. Um, but his last name is Dr. Bolsewitz. Okay. You don't know, need to know how to spell it, but you can look up the gut health MD and he's a clinician and researcher. Um, and has researched the microbiome and how to eat for gut health. And most of his information kind of um, revolves around increasing fiber in your diet. So those are two doctors. If you want to look more into um, increasing fiber into your diet and how that affects your mood, energy levels, your function, those are doctors that I've, you know, kind of leaned on to to uh, read their research and get information about 
helping improve my energy levels, okay? And so think about the downstream effects in dream. If you can get healthier, you know, how could this affect your daily life as set up goals, okay? So for me, it was how do I become more resilient? How do I have more energy? And how does this translate to better job satisfaction? And there are some bridging tools that we can talk about. I'll probably do a part two about food as fuel. Um, but just think about how you can start adding some fiber into your diet. So think about colors. Can you add more colors to your diet? Chop up red bell pepper, add a fistful of greens to whatever you're eating. Can you, um, can you just quickly steam some broccoli? you know, to the, to the side of what you're already eating? Can you opt for a salad instead of french fries whenever you go out to eat? Can you replace your breakfast muffin with a smoothie that has berries and, um, you know, maybe an apple in there and, you know, get that protein and as well as the fiber that you need. Make sure you're not just aiming for protein, but actually getting the fiber that you need. Can you replace any soda with electrolyte water or seltzer? These are ways that you can start to incorporate good, healthy things into your diet to help your career as far as having more energy and being able to lift the brain fog as well as you know providing good patient care. If you have less brain fog, you're less likely to make mistakes and less likely to to basically have any issues with moving slower or uh, communicating with clients might come easier. I call this the flow state. Can you get to flow state better and quicker? So with that, I'm going to leave you folks with some of these ideas. Give me some feedback and we will discuss more of this in one of the next episodes. Bye. As always, Thank you for listening to this episode of the Less Stress Vet Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and please share this episode with a friend who might benefit from it. If you have any feedback, questions, or topics you might want to know about, don't hesitate. Email me at lessstressvet at gmail.com. And always remember, be yourself, be better, and always be kind.